everybody, and welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the Sports Bill's Outsider, Phil Ranta. Thank you Phil. for being here. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Sports 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 Podcast here on the internet. Thanks. That was that a little is, redundant. We we didn't we did already did an intro. I'm the sports outsider. I don't know a lot about sports. Whereas Joel and Jordan, they know very much about sports. That's and the we're all comedians. Yeah, that's the premise of the in show. Los Angeles. Yeah. And we're gonna talk to you today and maybe do some characters and some fun. We're gonna have some fun we're gonna have together. Some interviews. We're gonna have interviews. It's gonna be great fun. We have Chris Humphreys on the show, I believe. Chris Humphreys is a great talent. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. We're we're also going to do the the greatest of Chris Berman is apparently deciding to retire. At the end of the NFL At season. At the end of the NFL season. And, and Chris and Berman is an anchor for ESPN. He's one of the original yeah. ESPN anchors. Uh, way the anchor. Yeah. You know what? And that would be a joke he would say. That's right. Okay, perfect. And yeah. so he kind of started on the network at a time when like no one had made jokes with sports before. Yeah. Ah. So when he said like that's John Mayberry RFD with a hit, that like blew people's minds. I yeah. see. So like, it was like the before the Saturday Night Live sketch where they said sweet sassy molassy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. This is like also kind of like you know like marmalade how it's awful. Creole lady marmalade? But there, there was a time in which that was the only sweet thing most people had ever eaten, right, so it was delicious. Right. <laughs> yeah. Chris Berman's like that. He's like marmalade. He okay. came He came to a – and he, so he's not that good, but he's finally retiring, and he's a very annoying home run call. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So in honor of this week being the, the, the last time that he's going to call the home run derby, which he's been famous for, we're going to do – we'll take a look back at some of the greatest Chris Berman home, home run derby calls. Of uh, all time. Of all time. Wow, yeah. that sounds exciting. Yeah. We're going to do like a listicle. Sounds like something I can really get behind. And yep. the ESPY Awards were here, so Chris Humphreys is yeah. going to be on to talk about some of the great after parties he's gone to. I was pretty to. excited yeah. when I heard he was in town. I know, I know, because yeah. we didn't because our guest fell through for this week. Right, exactly, yeah. We were going to have Boutros Boutros Gali coming in to talk about Which financial. Which was a more. big get. Yeah, yeah it was big, we were really excited to have Boutros Boutros Gali on the show. But Chris Humphreys is always old dependable, we call him. Yeah, Abs- absolutely. Yeah. Tim Tebow update watch update. Tim Tebow update watch update brought to you by Mentos. Feel the rush in your mouth. Tim Tebow to speak at a Republican National Convention. Say what? what? Subheadline: Tebow will open, close, and middle with "God Bless America." Sure. Is he a D Trump fan? D Trump? Wait, what? Is oh, he a D Trump D- fan. Yeah, I thought that was like D E, like to remove. Oh, I see. But yeah, now now I understand yeah. the initial. Uh, you know what? He he must be sure, or of some kind. He yeah. would be caught dead on stage with him. He would, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I this, think he's hoping to be caught alive on stage. <laughs> sure, that would be ideal. <laughs> so this summer, surrounded by uh, you know immense protests, both literal and figurative, the Republican Party will hold its national convention in downtown Cleveland. The very same area Johnny Manziel found too enabling of his vices. Uh oh, which says something to. Johnny Manziel's issues with Vice. I just hope that Tim Tebow doesn't fall prey to the seduction. But I... (laughs) Of downtown Cleveland? Of downtown... Well, you know, it's also known as truck stop, fuck stop. Right, Right, sure. The no-no place on Interstate 90. Yep. Cleavage land. Home of the Midwest 7. Home of the Midwest 7.5. Home of the Midwest (laughs) 8-ish. And some of those farm boys ain't ever seen women like that before. All right, we Uh, got it. Sin City. Yeah, Yeah, okay, so Cleveland. With with a C instead of an S. Anyway, Tim Tebow's going to give a speech at the RNC convention in Cleveland. Uh, Tebow's plan for the speech is to run around a bunch and hope to make something good happen. <laughs> kind of like the way he played football, yeah. right? And, yes. and in college, to great success, sure. Yeah. Uh, coincidentally, people, people are saying that he should probably like write out a speech and try to execute it as an orator. <laughs> but he's saying, "I can't, I can't do that." I'm going to yeah. hopefully. 
Well, this was how the Republican Party chose their uh, nominee this year. Yeah, exactly. So, however, this is a more Tim Tebow in the NFL level of success that they're achieving. Yeah. Sure. With the running around and just hoping to make something good happen. Yeah. Um, so, Tim Tebow is speaking on the fourth and final night of the convention. That's wow, the night. He's the headliner? That's the night. Well, the re- headliner's uh, presidential nominee, Donald Trump. Oh, D. Trump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, he, he's, the, he's, but he's like speaking on the same night that Tim Tebow is like, so it's like, this is a big get for them. Right. Mm-hmm. In fact, many prominent GOP backers are saying, oh, Mr. Trump, you've rearranged the deck chair so nicely. Sure. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> rearranging the deck chairs on Air Force One, am I right, people? That's <laughs> what he's doing. It's coming to a halt in America. I feel like it's a rearrange the deck chairs move by the Republican Party. This is a clear B, B-plus yeah. move. <laughs> Jim T. on your last night, Okay. But I feel like in a year where the the big question was, is anybody of note going to come? Because it's such he's such a polarizing character. This is correct. I feel like Tim Tebow's a big get. He is. I, yeah. I, I, I'm waiting for the moment where Tim Tebow is like, hang on, I'm going to grab this empty chair and give a speech. And they're all like, <laughs> oh, no! Yeah. Oh, oh, God, not again. I'm just excited for Donald Trump to go up and be like, I talked to Tim Tebow backstage. He's great. He's a good friend of mine. I like to play football. I like to watch football. <laughs> That's what Donald Trump's going to say. That's what he, he sounds told like. me that if I joined the NFL today, I would gain 6,000 yards. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I kind of hope it's like a stream of consciousness athlete speak. Yeah. You know, like if we're going to win, we're going to win as a team. And you win during the campaign, not an election day. And if we lose, that's just God's plan. Sure. <laughs> At which point he'll be yanked off the stage with a giant cane. <laughs> um. But really, what I'm most worried about, and I really hate to harp on this, is what will happen to sweet Tim Tebow yeah. when he gets into Cleveland, hmm. also known as Ohio's O-Face. Okay, yeah. As Lake Erie as it gets. Okay. <laughs> Quick in arena and environs. Pittsburgh's parts supplier. Sure. The booty okay. quake on yeah, the lake. Home of the Youngstown Bachelorette Party Bridesmaid Blowjob. Okay. <laughs> That's a, that's a good one. <laughs> Sorry. And then you get uh, Cuyahoga urine. It burns when you pee. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those are all good ones. <laughs> Thank you. Well written. Thank you. I Tim like Tebow. That. Update, watch, update. Tim Tebow. Update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Mentos. It doesn't matter what comes from... Just kidding. Feel the rush in your mouth. <laughs> Warm it up, Phil. I'm about to. Hey, it's Phil. I'm recording this after the recording of the podcast to let you know that it later came out that Tim Tebow isn't speaking at the RNC. Uh, At the time that we recorded the podcast, he was. So we lied to you. That whole segment was a waste of your time. Uh, Jordan's the one that brought that to the table, I think. Maybe Joel did, too. So they're both dummies. Uh, I just, I'd say what they tell me to say, so you can't blame me for that. Anyways, Tim Tebow's not not doing that maybe he is i don't know he might change his mind but yeah just pretend that uh you didn't hear that but you know what remember the laughter news 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 on the sports 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 podcast with jordan joel and phil news 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 countdown to rio summer olympics death watch countdown to rio summer olympics death 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 watch Brought to you by the NASA Death Program. If you want to get shot into space after you die to fulfill your lifelong fantasies, let NASA get it done for you. We got nothing better to do. That is that is that true about NASA? Don't they have space? There's been a lot of cutbacks. This might be a great stream of revenue for I them. I think okay. so. Yeah, that's how I want to. I'm die assuming they're charging, especially yeah. if you're like, yeah, we. 
totally took your loved one's ashes <laughs> sure. on the last shuttle flight. Yeah. Absolutely spent they're, a bunch. We spent thousands on jet fuel for they're this. They're up there in space. We promise. Yeah. You know, it, it makes it twice as sad, though, if there's an accident and the space shuttle explodes. Because, oh. like, a, a mistake in the, yeah. So then you're saying, like, they'd be mixed up with the... Right, yeah. like, their last dream, their dying dream was to go up to space, and they couldn't even do that. <laughs> like, then, that would just, that just bums me out And then the people it. watching would be like, wow, we wasted all that money on cremating our loved ones when we could have just put them on their hole. Right, which I'm sure <laughs> is much cheaper. Good call. <laughs> That's an excellent point you just made, Joel. Well done. Let's do it. Quick price comparison. Here's what it would cost for us to simply cremate them. Sure. And here's what it would cost for us to cremate or for us to cremate them by blowing them up in a space shuttle. Yeah. Yeah. With as, with the other astronauts. Yeah. Yep. As you can see, the first one is significantly <laughs> cheaper. Sure. So the 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 mayor of Rio de Janeiro, you guys, has some hot takes. Hot Ugh. takes. Yeah. He gave an, an interview with the L.A. Times here, and uh, so he has some hot takes. This is what we're we're rucking down. Is Mayor Eduardo Piaz, P-A-E-S? How would you pronounce that, Phil? Piaz. Piaz. Eduardo Piaz. Why are you asking Phil? Phil's our pronunciation expert. Yeah. But anytime we need a pronunciation, we go to Phil. YouTube.com slash pronunciation manual. Yeah, he ran a whole network about it. I ran a whole network about it. You put the whole... Okay, you know what? I'm just... Anyway, so they begin the interview by bringing up a picture he has of him getting the Olympic torch from London mayor and market volatility proponent Boris Johnson. Oh, yeah. So they, he had, like, a picture in his office. And so they try to start with a conversation. He's like, oh, I see that. Mm-hmm. And, and the picture itself is odd because Mayor Paz has uh, had to desperately keep the torch from going out as soon as he touched it as a dark storm cloud about the size of a beach towel appeared and unleashed a torrential downpour on him. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping Boris Johnson comically dry. Sure. Yeah. Fortunately for Boris Johnson, his localized dark storm cloud is over England. (laughs) Phew. (laughs) Yeah, here's the thing. You can't control the weather. Yeah. You can't control the weather. But right off the bat, uh, he he decides his best move is to deflect. He says, oh, yeah, Boris Johnson, he's a really unstable guy. He's really mad. He didn't do anything for the Olympics. He was awarded them and then profited. At the same time that I'm getting all this flack for the problems of the Olympics, I'm the one who practically did everything. Wow. Wow. That's Whoa. aggressive. It's a real shot at. Here's the thing: if you're the one who practically did everything, I think I spotted the problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I figured out why sure. you might be getting a lot of the flack. Yeah, should yeah. we begin work on the velodrome? Nope. The mayor wants to do it all by himself. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Don't touch anything. He'll be down right after work." Uh, so yeah, maybe you want to distance yourself from that if you're going to yeah. try to claim that these things aren't your fault. Yeah, I agree. Um, and also just it's just a cheap shot. I just feel like you know, like ooh, I'm London. I don't have diarrhea water. Ooh, look at me. You know, they said that to me when I used to go to London. It was very weird. <laughs> Where they're like, I don't have diarrhea water, and I'm like, yeah. Neither do I, but now it seems like it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> now it seems like you do have diarrhea water. Sure. But let's put this in perspective. Please. Boris Johnson is just fucking with a couple of the world's largest economies. Yeah. yeah. But he did not screw up an international show of majesty and sportsmanship right? like the Olympics. Right. Made it count when it was necessary. That's right. Yeah. James Bond and the Queen. Together. Yeah. Oh, it was so awesome. We were doing the podcast yeah. then. We've come so long in four years we haven't. We, we have really... come long. <laughs> You're right. God, we're covering our second Olympics. That's right. Anyway, I, I got to say that third. We did the Winter Olympics. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, I was second Summer Olympics, I felt like. Fair. But it is pretty fortunate that the uh, the history of England, as it was shown during the opening ceremony, got to cut off before the 
extended ruin that's going to be caused by the exit from the European Union. Well, you saw the the factory towers kind of going down into the ground, yeah. receding into it. That's yeah. basically that must it. have been it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. They didn't show the four horsemen part where they <laughs> yeah. rose up from the ground. After they decided to cut that. Yes. The, well, you know, the oddly yeah. prescient part where the economy of England goes into the tank. So in this interview with the LA Times, they note. He rarely minced his words, cursing in both Portuguese and English, while complaining of unfair treatment by the international press. He also recognizes Rio's serious problems and tried to remind the global community that those problems are nothing new. Phew. <laughs> four more years. Four, four more, more years. years. Like, four more years. <laughs> so he explained... You're, not, you're talking like my city is just now becoming a shithole. It has always been a shithole. So he basically says that. He goes, he explained, presumably in an exasperated manner... We beat out Madrid, Tokyo, and Chicago, but we didn't win because our infrastructure is better. We won more because of our problems than because of our qualifications. Ah, that makes sense. Boy, that is that is like the most politician thing I have ever heard. <laughs> you it really got to hand it to him on that. What? That is spin right there. But I mean, here, here's the thing. It's, he goes, and he goes, if you want the Olympics to mean change, what are you going to do in those other cities? I don't know. I presume they would get like a nice park out of it and maybe some buildings yeah. they have trouble finding a use for. I would I hope we so. get a functional Olympic Games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Rio's organizers, he said, essentially told the world, come to Rio. We have mudslides, floods, poverty, traffic jam, and it's an opportunity. <laughs> we never said we'd solve all of Rio's or Brazil's problems. We said the Olympics would make progress on some problems. Wow, so feature not a bug 101 here. <laughs> you know, I agree. At least they've got the helicopter popping, chopping up the poop. Right? <laughs> Remember? So last episode we learned that the helicopters will spot uh, objects in the water right. and then send GPS coordinates and they'll And then people would it. go chop up the poop, right? <laughs> I don't think that's exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I remember stories pretty well. You know, Chris Humphries is on later. Let's pump the brakes on the poop Okay, that's fair. That's, there'll be plenty of poop later. But here's the thing. If the problem that Rio was hoping to make progress on was a lack of empty stadiums, right? they've totally solved that. Because they now, nailed it. for years to come, are totally set on the issue of having empty white elephant arenas and stadiums. Oh, yeah. yeah. But those will make for really good supervillain layers in the future. <laughs> oh, God, they will. They yeah, will. Big empty stadiums. So Wouldn't they uh, be able to... I guess they built all of the, the useless soccer stadiums that they can't convert those because they're all in like Sao Paulo and Brasilia and shit. Joel, if you think about it, aren't all soccer stadiums kind of useless? <laughs> in, well, no, that's not true because the playing field is large enough that you could play useful sports on them ah. if you wanted to. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they are multi-use if, if anybody cared to do so. Uh, well, shifting to the thorny question of crime and safety in Rio, Paez goes on to bash his uh, PMDB colleague, State Governor Luis Fernando Paezo. Mm -hmm. This translates into English as Bigfoot, apparently his last name. Oh, that's cool. And he said recently the state government has done a terrible job providing safety, but that won't be an issue for the games. Mm. More politics 101. A little doublespeak. <laughs> yeah. The government's doing a horrible job right now, but don't worry, everyone will be safe for the game. Getting better. I don't know. It's it basically he goes during the Olympics, you'll have absolute peace because you'll have the army, national guard, and the armed forces and the marines. This means for ninety percent of Rio residents, it's basically a purge night. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you're in the Olympic Village, you're good. Everywhere else, purge night. Right. Everyone will be wearing like little masks with chainsaws. Right. 
Absolutely. Um, and, but it, here's the thing. He gets really mad about the Zika stuff. Oh, yeah. Because he goes, mosquito-borne infections are exceedingly rare during the winter in Brazil. So he has absolutely no time for people who are saying stuff about Zika. He goes, that's ridiculous. There are more Zika infections in August in Florida than in the city of Rio. If you have worries about Zika, fine. But then you should stay out of Florida. Oh! oh you know what? That's pretty good advice. I think I'll do that. Florida burn! How many Zika infections have there been in Florida? Doesn't matter. Dude knows his audience. <laughs> Florida burn for the LA editorial staff? Yeah, you kidding that's a me? win. <laughs> oh my God, that joke's going to go over well every time. To. This guy is an exceptional politician. I mean, not in the governance side so much. Oh, no, Claire. absolutely. But in terms of, I mean, listen to what he did there. He he made it sound like everything that's wrong with this city was actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. Then he blamed state government for uh, for everything that's gone wrong, thus, you know, punting on that. And then he said that everyone's going to be safe, but oh my God, you know, the safety issues, <clears throat> like... I've been told that my country's unsafe, but you know what? It's going to be great. It's going to be a huge Olympics. Everything's going to be perfect. Classy, I would imagine. Yep. Classy. (laughs) But yeah, I feel like this is the start of a new joke. It's like, if you want blank, fine. Then stay out of Florida. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) That could be your catchphrase if you're ever a Kramer-type character in a sitcom. (laughs) Like... Hey, Jordan, is your apartment on fire? Whoa, 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 whoa. if you like fires, stay out of Florida. Whoa! (laughs) Everywhere you look, everywhere there's a hot. Jordan's world will be back after these messages. (laughs) So now we're listening to the top three Chris Berman home run calls of all time. Some from the home run derby, some not. That'll be fun. So here's number three. I believe this is a regular season game. I believe this is a Ruben Tejada home run. Oh, and it's a long shot from Ruben Tejada. Back, 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 gone. All right, that was fun. The way he said back a lot of times was different. That's Well, that's his home run call. He says back, 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 and then when it's gone, it's it's gone. It felt right. Okay. Yeah. So here's here's number two, and I believe this one's from a home run derby. Okay. Back, 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 to have that many backs. Well, it landed by the St. Louis Arch, Phil. Oh, okay. So The stadium's a few blocks from that, so the ball had to travel. Oh, man, it must have gone, what, a quarter mile? Half? Well, yeah, but also he just sort of says those things Oh, okay. Lot. He's not well, a very honest broadcaster that well, I'm way. I'm glad he retired. <laughs> so, and here's here's the number one call. I'm not sure what this is. It says, okay. it says, it says holiday home run call. Sure. Back, 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 Joining us now on the podcast, uh, one of our all-time favorite gra- guests. We're so glad to have him on. The one, the only, Chris Humphreys. Oh, that's nice of you to say. Oh, yeah. That's a nice thing for you to say. You are our fa- I, You are my favorite guest. I'm number Absolutely. one. You're I number, number one. number one favorite. Thank you, Jordan. That's You're, very nice of you to say. Yeah. I appreciate it. I would say, I would say you look excellent right Thank now. Thank you. You're, you're dressed very well. 
I, the ESPYs aren't. Well, down. you know what? I haven't changed since the ESPYs. I was going to say the tux was a little yeah. over overkill. I thought you know for a what? podcast. I thought well, when in well, Rome, Jordan, wear the tux. We're always in three piece suits when we record the podcast. Sure. So well, yeah. Well, of course. So that, the tux is a, a you know a what's funny? You guys have never established that before on the actual podcast. No, no well, we did audio form. We didn't feel the need to tell everyone at home. But now but that they all know, that's part of the mythology. Absolutely, we are professionals. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm excited because I went to the FB. They keep inviting me. Ooh, <laughs> it's pretty remarkable. It's pretty crazy. It is, yeah. it and you know crazy. what I did when I was at the FBs this year? What'd you do? I got the poop on the FBs. All right, that's that's, that's what I did. Phrase. I got the poop on the FBs. You know what's my dream to be a, a, a pop culture commentator? Right, and we just explain yeah. for the audience again what you mean by the poop. Yes, uh, so I've got a segment that I do on just this show and in life that's called <laughs> I Got the Poop. And it's where I go to a series of pop culture events, or maybe I do some criticism of uh, of current media, okay. and I, I refer to it as my poop. Yeah. Well, I thought it's like you got the shit, like you got the juice. Hey, yes, whoa, I whoa. do. No blue language. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was pretty blue. I'm, I'm brand sorry. friendly. Uh, I'm sorry. Chris. That was pretty intense. So you went to the ESPYs. I went to the ESPYs. Oh, my goodness. That was a good show. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. It was a great show. Uh, there was lots of celebrities there. Oh, yeah. Not just is. sports celebrities, either. It's where Hollywood meets Hartford. Right, exactly. There was Hollywood people there, too. Oh, man. Yeah, there was, Um, I think, uh, Pauly Shore was there. <laughs> of course, oh, yeah. Wow. He was hanging out there. He was I, an Encino man. Yeah. I think Robert Redford was there. He's still alive. <laughs> yeah. I, okay, I can imagine yeah. that. I'm a little surprised that Robert Redford would be making it out yeah. to the... But, you know, yeah. Uh, Brendan Fraser was there. Also in Encino. Yeah. Man. The, the guy that played Rudy was there. Uh, and, uh, oh, Sh- uh, Sean, Sean something? Sean Hayes. Sean Aston. Sean Aston. He was there. <laughs> Sean Hayes was there, too. Sean Aston also in Encino Man. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> the whole cast of Encino Man was there together. So you must have been just I was on moon. cloud nine. I said, <laughs> Linkovich Tchaikovsky from Estonia. They understood it. Nobody else there did. Yeah. He's from Estonia in that movie. Well, no, he's, he's not from actually Stone from Estonia. Oh, okay. Well, he's from the, yeah. yeah. They call him Linkovich Tchaikovsky. Like the missing link. I feel like who wouldn't, who wouldn't recognize Tchaikovsky? I don't know. That's a, that's a story for another time. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about what I think the audience is a little more interested in the okay. SBA Wars. They can watch those, Chris. Sure. So what happened after the SPs? Oh, after the party, there yeah. was an after party. Oh. And after that party, there was another after party. Oh, wow. Let's, oh, it was crazy. Let's hear about them in succession, please. Okay, the first party. Chronological order, Chris, if you Okay, can. the first party was in the limo line. You oh. wouldn't have expected it. <laughs> but, man, that can be a lot of fun. There's a lot of people waiting for the limousines. Yeah. And, man, there was people who were passing around a bottle of champagne and going, we did it. It was oh. Steph Curry. Oh. oh yeah, he did it. He came in first place. Yeah, he he, he won the voting. Though yeah. he did lose the NBA finals. So yeah, but like... he was uh he won record breaking performance, which uh, apparently is a pretty good award because he was happy. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, well, okay, I... I'll take what you can get. Yeah, yeah well... that limousine line though was brought to you by Svedka Vodka. Oh. How fun is that? The uh, limo line is sponsored. Dude, were so, you able to yeah. get a drink in? No, nah, they didn't have any Svedka Vodka, but there was signage. That was pretty good. Yeah. I'm, it built brand affinity. That's a good thing. <laughs> so, so you're now uh, in the tank for Sviden Vodka? Svedka. Svedka Vodka. Svedka. Svedka. Yes. Svedka Vodka. 
All right, then I got gotten uh, uh, someone else's limousine. I didn't get my own. Those are expensive. So did you just <laughs> they sort of charge by the hour? Wait, well, no, limousines are very expensive. Chris, I think our audience knows that. W- did you just crash? Did you just jump in somebody? You know, if you're pretty tall and you're at the Ethbees, they know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> they get it. Nobody questioned me. So whose limo did you get in? Whose limo did I get in? Yeah. I got on... Uh, there was a ton of celebrities there. There was a ton of celebrities. I got in Holly Holmes, though. Oh, Holly Holmes, reigning UFC something weight champion? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, she won the FB for upset over Ronda Rousey. Oh, that's You know right. what's really crazy? Ronda Rousey was in the limousine, too. Ooh. She was not happy to end oh, up in that limousine. That's got to be Man. awkward. That's a yeah. tense limo ride. How did, you, how did you ease the tension between these two... Badly. I made a very funny joke. <laughs> and you know what the funny joke was? Do you want to hear it? I do. I'd All love right. to. Jordan, you're, for this, you're going to be playing Holly Holm. Okay, I got it. Joel, understandably, you'll be playing Ronda Rousey. That's the okay. role I was born to play. So, so I turned over to Holly Holm and I said, hey, you been working on your arm bar? And she was like, yeah. And then I was like, Ronda Rousey, she been working on her arm bar? And she was like, is this a joke? And I said, maybe. <laughs> and then I said... Hey, Holly Holm, get your arm off the bar, because i got to get a drink. <laughs> well, that's, I can see that's, that is that's light. That's light. The limo I, was brought to you by Sky Vodka. I don't know that you needed to cast Jordan and I in those two roles. But then I, I got the eye contact. You really felt the effect of the joke. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. Get her arm off the bar like an arm bar. Yeah, okay. It's pretty no, funny. I Joel Anderson am saying eh, it was okay. Okay, nah. but okay. So limo ride, very cool. You right, probably yeah. had a drink in the limo. You oh, probably we hung had up Rhonda yes. and Housie. Well, I didn't. There was actually no alcohol in the bar. Oh, well, yeah, that's disappointing. Sky Vodka sponsored it, but it was just. But there was Brandon probably at the party. Right, you better let's believe. Get to the party. Oh, the party was at the Chateau Marmont. Ooh, in oh, Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. Right by where Kim. You th- well, a little hey, south hey, hey, man, don't no, worry about right. it. Yeah, don't worry about we don't, yeah, she's doing her thing. Kanye West is being an idiot, you know, doing their thing. That's okay. We don't need to talk about that. She's my ex-wife. No, we no, we understand. Yeah, no, we yeah, We got yeah. married on E. Yeah, yeah we, I remember that. You, you were did. married for like yeah. two You months. really did. But the Chateau Marmont was yes. popping. Oh, I it bet it was. It was brought to you by Kumchatka Vodka. That's a very low quality vodka. It's a very low quality vodka. <laughs> oh, I was surprised they got that. Oh, that's that Russian one? Yeah, you know how they do it? Based on volume. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's an extremely cheap vodka. But you know what's funny? Because it was a classy affair, they didn't have any Kumchaka vodka <laughs> there. Just the signage. Yeah. I mostly drank uh, cranberry juice and rum. Okay. The, the taste of the island. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not a common yep, That's what they called it, the taste of Why the don't island. Why you tell us about like, what sort of wild stuff was going on? Yeah, what sort of celebrities like we're getting a little bogged down in. Party. We're a little uh, bogged down in who sponsored right. everything. There were the first celebrity I saw when I came in there, and this is some serious poop, all right? First of all, Holly Holm and Ronda Rousey, they totally ditched me. Oh, oh. I that. Those, feel those like that jerks. happens to me and women a lot. But the first celebrity I saw was Tyron Lue. The coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. NBA That's champion. And he really also won coach stretching. of the year. Did he? Yeah. How the hell does that happen? Because the FBA awards are rigged. Because <laughs> yeah. the an NBA coach has a huge impact on how yeah. good his team is. Yeah. He, and I went he up probably to him. did all of the things that LeBron James told him to very promptly. <laughs> I went up to him and I said, hey, I'm a huge fan of your vests. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. good conversation starter. Yeah, it was a good conversation starter. He didn't think, though. He's like, have you ever seen me before? I don't wear vests. But I could have sworn I did once. <laughs> it was confusing. All right. Uh, well, so I thought it was time for me to leave that party. Okay. Yeah. Well, then you yeah. got on to another wild party. I did. Right. And that's when I went right across the street to the standard. 
Ooh. Okay. Yeah. That, that hotel, I feel like lately is even a little hipper. It's a little Chateau hipper. Yeah. It's a little hipper that went all the way to the top floor of the standard, brought to you by Smirnoff. Right. Okay. Sure. That is a step up from Kumchat, guys. Yeah. But imagine my surprise when it was a dry bar. What? what? Yeah, it was very strange. But luckily, when I was there, I saw Kyle Bush, driver of the year, NASCAR star. Oh, okay, yeah. And he said, hey, I got some, I got some Budweiser's in my trunk. And I went, all right, let's go hit it. Then I went downstairs and he and a gang of thugs robbed me. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. It was crazy. <laughs> Kyle Bush. It was crazy. Kyle Bush with a gang of thugs. With a gang of thugs oh robbed my, me. Oh, my God. In hindsight, it might not have been Kyle Bush. <laughs> <laughs> but he said he was. was I don't he, know. I don't watch NASCAR that much. Was he wearing much. like a Budweiser hat or anything like that? No, he was wearing just a t-shirt and jeans. Oh. I don't think that was Kyle Bush. Probably wasn't. But luckily, as they were all on top of me, like really giving me the business. Uh, Mario Gutierrez, jockey of the year, ran up and rode him away like a horse. They give a jockey of the year award? They sure did. See, I feel like this is a case where you wouldn't want the jockey of the year award to come to your rescue when you're getting beaten by a bunch of thugs. It worked. Yeah, I know. It's just one of those things like, you know, John Cena hosted the ESPYs. I know if I were getting my ass kicked by a group of thugs, I'd be praying it'd be That would have been nice. I was pushing for that. Be like the jockey comes running up and you're like, I can't see you because of the thugs on the way. I'll help you. (laughs) (laughs) So what I was thinking was I'm just going to hit one last party. It's been a tough night. (laughs) I've gotten the poop on so many people, but I thought here's where you really hit pay dirt. This is where I really hit pay dirt. All right. I went over to the best the bar at the I.O. West. Oh, that's an right improv down the, theater. Yeah, that's that's my favorite. Right down bar. the street. I don't know that it's like a big party spot. And lo se. and behold, who did I run into? But the bowler of the year, Jason Belmonte. I never heard uh, yeah. of him. The before bowler of the year, Jason Belmonte. And you I know mean. what? It was a, the vodka was flowing. We had a great time. Conor McGregor showed up, the UFC fighter of the year, and beat the oh. hell out of some little comedians. And Tatiana McFadden, the female athlete with a disability winner, came and showed us that she can really persevere. Uh, Serena Williams came and I said, hey, you knock around any balls lately? And she had a good laugh about it. (laughs) Brianna Stewart, the female college athlete of the year from UConn, was there. And she was like, let's go party on a college campus. And I'm like, why? The party's hopping here. Then I saw Sidney Crosby, the NHL player of the year. Fuck that guy. Yeah. And it was like, hey, Slapshot was a great movie. He's like, I agree. Let's go watch it sometime. And I got his number. That's exciting. It, it was is. a great party. So we, sounds like it wound up going pretty well. It ended up going really well, thanks to the iOS bar. Yeah, absolutely. On Hollywood Boulevard. Everyone should go to that. Hey, listen, Chris, before you go, uh, I just wanted to give you something. It's a, it's a thank you gift that we went ahead and got you oh, for that was coming nice on the of show. You. Uh, you know, for your, your like 15th time. Uh, so we went ahead and got you. This is the newest album from Kanye West. Okay. It's, uh, it, oh, it's got no. a lot of big hits on it. Oh no. It's, uh, up. Oh, you know, oh, uh, Kanye West hits. is what, married. What decade to... are you from, Joel? Yeah. Oh, uh, Kanye West big, is married oh, to Max. Kanye girl. West is married oh, to I didn't even put that together. I just thought wife. it was a bad gift. Nah, oh, he just did a music am... video with Bill Cosby. What kind of person does that? I gotta say, I am, I am really, really sorry about that. Yeah, I'm That's, sorry uh, too, but you know what? It's the party time. It's time to forgive and forget. Oh, okay. I had a great night. I ended up, uh, I finally met LeBron James. Finally. Yeah. It's about time. We're you both never, tall. Didn't play, you play against, against, against him? I mean, properly meet him. <laughs> okay. okay, fair. Yeah. Was he at the iOS bar? 
No, I I saw him on TV. Oh. But I said, hey, there he is. It's about to say, the one time I'm not there. and Go figure. And that's my poop on the ESPYs. I hope right. you enjoyed it. Thank Thanks, you very man. much. Poop Chris. in your face. Today's podcast is brought to you by Sue.co. That's T-S-U.co. It's the only social media site that pays you to post. So make sure to sign up through Sue.co slash Sports the Number 3 Podcast where you will get paid to post. And when you post, we get a little something too. So go to TSU.co slash Sports the Number 3 Podcast to support this podcast. And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world of weird sports, Pokemon Go. Oh, for Christ oh, fucking sake. This is topical. It's a nerd sport. It's too topical if you ask if me. If hunting is a sport, Pokemon Go is a sport. Oh, to be fair, we've never done hunting as a sport on the wide yeah, world. Of that's true, sports. but it is. I mean, it's on. They show it on sports TV. I'm extremely angry with this selection of wide world of weird sports. Pokemon Go is a free-to-play location-based augmented reality mo- mobile game developed by Niantic and published by the Pokemon Company as part of the Pokemon franchise by Nintendo. Try to say that five times fast. The type of game it is seems to have a lot of qualifiers. Yeah. When they're explaining the game. Well, it's developed by Niantic, published by Pokemon Company. It's in the Pokemon franchise, which is owned by Nintendo. Right. That's not what I Augmented reality, free-to-play location-based game. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's where I was getting a little tripped All accurate. The game allows players to capture, battle, and train virtual creators called Pokemon. So it's kind of like UFC meets hunting. Hmm? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Actually, I mean, you say UFC meets hunting, and I'm imagining a bunch of muscle-bound guys running out and, like, tackling deer and trying to choke them out. That'd make a great game, too, and it's kind of similar. That would be awesome. I'm the muscle-bound guy, and I'm choking out little Pokemon by shoving them inside a tiny ball and making them fight for my amusement. Not the same thing, Phil. Not the same thing. Yep. Uh, It makes use of GPS and camera of compatible devices. Uh, It also supports uh, in-app purchases. But here's the big thing, right? The game quickly became one of the most used smart device apps ever after launching, surpassing the previous record held by Candy Crush Saga in the United States after five days. It's, uh, so it in has... five days, more people downloaded it than the entire time Candy Crush has been around? Yeah, which has been years. And it also uh, made a, a billion-dollar company, a multi-billion-dollar company out of King, and this one's been out for a few days, rose the stock price of Nintendo or rose the, the total valuation of Nintendo by $12 billion. Wow. Ooh. Yep. So not too bad. Take that, Snapchat. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, that, so that increment not... is known as a Snapchat. Right. <laughs> Raise the valuation by one Snapchat. I'm really, I've got to skip ahead a little bit here because everyone knows how to play Pokemon Go. If you're a human being, you've played it. So I let's get to it. the important things. Effects on health. Are there already... I feel like there can't be any long-term studies already. Uh, there's short-term studies okay. and assumptions. <laughs> oh, please, go uh, on. It's oh, been, good, because I like those way better than the long-term studies. Sure, it's been suggested that Pokemon Go improves the mental and physical health of players suffering from depression and social anxiety. According to Kashmira Gander of The Independent, the social no- nature of the game provides an easy avenues for those with social anxiety to interact with people of all backgrounds. What's the social nature of the game? 
So when you go to Pokestops or gym areas, there's oftentimes a lot of people around playing the game, and you can say, hey, I found a Bulbasaur over in that corner. Hey, thanks. Then you go over to that corner and do it. Or you say, what team are you on? And then you join up together to fight other gym members from other teams. I would just think that it's possible that uh, you, you said it, it, that you get to meet up with people from all backgrounds. Yeah. I think they're going to be mostly meeting people with also who have social anxiety. Yeah. That's fair. Like so it, far playing this game, I have talked to people in their 40s, clearly, who've been playing the game. Couples, people walking dogs. I've talked to teenagers. And it's very easy conversation. They're just like, you play Pokemon? Yeah. Have you found anything in this area? Yeah. It's it's funny you say this as the sports outsider, because I should point out that having like an easy thing about which you can converse with people of all backgrounds, that's sports. That's what those are for. Controversies. The app was criticized for using locations such as cemeteries and memorials as sites to catch Pokemon, including the Auschwitz-Birkenau State Museum and the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum. How do you not know not to do that? I think it's because they just flick a switch on that one program that uh, they use to to automatically generate Pokestops at certain locations, and it just did it. I don't think it was manual at all. I did think it was weird that the church across the street from me was a Pokemon stop. Almost all churches are. Oh, really? Yeah, churches are a big Pokemon stop. This has got to be some sort of like... I'm looking for Pokemon. Oh, no, son. You're looking for something much deeper than that. (laughs) No, I'm not. Just looking for Pokemon. (laughs) Hey, do you got any Mewtwo's in your pews? Maybe the answer (laughs) you're looking for can be found in a book, and I'd be happy to show that to you. Oh, you got a strategy guide? Because I want to learn how to catch Pokemon even faster. (laughs) So you can see how it's not working for religion. There is a lot of people, though, who are taking hilarious pictures in places like churches where they position the Pokemon to, like, be on the cross <laughs> or they position them in funny ways a lot of people put them on their friend's shoulders and then put them oh on that the is right. humorous like humorous places right uh so uh the game sparked complaints from dutch company pro rail who said that players had entered their railroad tracks and fire stations told players not to impede their staff what by congregating fuck? outside yeah if someone puts down a lure they're gonna surround a fire station then you can't get your truck out and people burn God. Especially since there's all these Charizards causing fires everywhere. <laughs> uh, the game's d- uh, so officials have also asked patrons not to play the game at the Anderson National or Andersonville National Historic Site and Arlington National Cemetery. Yeah, damn right. I yep. think that seems reasonable. Yeah. yeah. So the game's distribution of Pokestops and gyms derived from the Ingress Portals, a previous science fiction themed Niantic augmented reality game has been noted to be sparser in many minority neighborhoods uh, in the reflection of the American demographics. Ooh. That's tough, yeah. Yeah. Residents of the Sydney suburb Rhodes became fed up with large numbers of players gathering in their area and threw water bombs at visiting players. That's that's funny. That's a fun story. I like that story. You can throw water balloons at people. That's okay. Yeah, that's true. So that's, I mean, I could go into more, but I feel like we summed it up. Everybody go out, exercise, become really good at this sport, and go go fight your pocket monster. Or hit the gym, train some Pokemon. Go out and actually exercise. Yeah. No, hit, just go and actually play like a sport with your friends. Well, that's funny, Joel, because uh, could I catch a Magmar playing sports with my friends? Because I did today walking around, and that brings an end to another wide world of weird sports. Oh, Joel, 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 Joel,
citizens of Podcast Town. This brings a close another sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, Chris Humphreys would like to give you our contact information. Hey, thanks for letting me hang out a little bit, guys. Hey, just I had nowhere to go. The athletes were yesterday, a couple days ago. You gonna come to the podcast after party? Yeah, I'll come to the podcast after party. Is there vodka? Yeah, yeah, we can get some vodka. Okay, that sounded non-committal. That makes me worry. Well, we have a bunch of beer, but we can get some vodka. All right. Well, you can find us on SoundCloud by going to SoundCloud.com/slash Sports the Sports a uh, Sports Sports the Number Three Podcast. Yeah, yeah. SoundCloud.com/slash Sports the Number Three Podcast. Or you can find us on Twitter by going to twittercom Sports the Number Three Podcast. Or you can find us on Facebook by going to Facebook.com/slash Sports the Number Three Podcast. Or while you're at it, you could just find me by Googling Chris Humphreys with a K. Thank you very much, Chris. You're welcome. Right. Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Joel. Not sure I like this new Pokemon Go trend. I believe that because makes you're me, 90. Joel Makes Moly. me want to go back in time. Makes me want to go back, 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 back in time. Lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.